You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Today, we talk about the truth in being a dental entrepreneur with two amazing young dentists in our dental entrepreneur program. You are going to love this. So listen up. Hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. We are here this morning and the morning before the DEP, the Dental Entrepreneur Program. And on a whim, we just ask you guys to come in and just have coffee with us. So thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. So, yeah. So we have our program director. <laughs> I just appointed you, <laughs> Dr. Barrett Straub, and two amazing guests who I want you guys to introduce yourselves first. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk about. But who, Ashley, you go first. Okay. Um, I'm Ashley Bergeis. I'm a general dentist in Racine. I uh, work in a big group practice uh, where we have about 10 general dentists and specialists as well. Um, that's my story. All right. That's your story. Yeah, well. A little bit more story. Tell us about you personally. So you grew up in Michigan. I did grow up in Michigan, um, outside of Kalamazoo. Um, My husband uh, is from outside of Appleton. We met in college at Western Michigan University, Grove Broncos, if anyone knows that. He played football there and then recruited me back to Wisconsin, and I went to Marquette for dental school, and the rest is kind of so All right. I worked in a um, corporate practice for a few years before I um, became a, um, a general dentist at the group I'm at now. So I was working for Midwest Dental for a couple of years. So okay. um, I've been out of school now about seven years. All right. And give us, give us a kind of a, a bird's eye view of your practice. How many team yeah. members do you guys have? Yep. So uh, we have a different model in that every dentist kind of runs their own practice um, under a big umbrella. So I have my own staff. Um, I have three hygienists and two assistants, and I have one office manager just for me. And so um, my staff is my team and kind of run um, as we see fit um, mm. under a big umbrella. So I love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Tim, tell us your story. Uh, definitely a lot more local. Uh, Wait, you got to give us your name and location. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. I, I was leading into it. But <laughs> anyway, I'm Tim Baggett. I'm a uh, dentist uh, in the Milwaukee area. 
Um, I uh, grew up in Heartland, uh, went to Marquette for undergrad and dental school. Uh, so I spent most of my life on I-94, it seems. But <laughs> uh, I graduated in 2010 and joined my dad's practice. And uh, was pretty much just, my original plan was to just kind of take over his practice and kind of live a uh, similar life, I guess. But um, in 2018, uh, kind of a good uh, opportunity came along and I purchased a second practice. And uh, that was definitely when kind of the rubber met the road for me, uh, especially from, uh, I guess, an entrepreneurial point of view. Um, then, you know, what you... Like I said, the original plan was just to kind of take over my dad's practice, keep doing what he had been doing, but now trying to manage two locations and two patient bases and trying to be in two places at once uh, has uh, definitely been a school of hard knocks, but I kind of feel like I'm on the back end of a lot of those learning curves. So uh, it's been a journey. Um, and now my, my dad uh, completely retired in September, so I'm kind of uh, in charge of both places now. And uh uh, you know, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of challenges, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. And it's definitely nice having uh, resources like you guys. Well, good. Good. And you guys are real human beings. You have, <laughs> yeah. you have families. So tell us about your families. Yeah, I have a, uh, a four-year-old uh, son, uh, Landon is his name. And then I have an 18-month-old daughter. So awesome. um, yeah, keep me busy. Awesome. Tim, you? Uh, I have a four-year-old son as well, Kenneth, and uh, twin one-year-olds, Andrew okay. and Evelyn. Um, See, that's some of my favorite stuff because I want, you know, I think the important thing to call is you guys are, the, the important piece of being a dentist is you have a life too. Do you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of times when you get into dental conversations, it's all about, oh yeah, the practice and the production and another day. And then, you know, you can't do this. A big reason you became a dentist is to have a life. And so, and we also understand that they compete. They compete for resources, energy, time. And so it's good stuff. And to you, you know, for people that are listening that don't know Dr. Barrett Straub, either they haven't listened to the podcast at all, but Great. you, you got to give us some insight on who you are too. All right. Dr. Straub, Barrett Straub. Um, I practice in Port Washington, Wisconsin, just 30 miles North of Milwaukee. I am a former act client probably 12 years ago and, and now the CEO of act and, uh, it's a joy every day to, to work for ACT, and I love it. And um, it's fun to, I love the ACT community. I think the community is the best part about ACT Dental. And what I like about the community is we have different dentists, different ages, different practice scenarios and setups. And there's a lot of the same issues, challenges, pain points, frustrations, and successes. And, um, you know, today we have our Dental Entrepreneurial Program. We're putting, we're a partner with uh, Dental Wisconsin Dental Association, Marquette Dental School. And we're putting dentists in the room in all stages of their career. And we're all going to help one another grow, learn, and just be better. Absolutely. And that's fun. Yeah. And the vision, well, I want to talk about this. Let's talk about the reality of being an entrepreneur and a dentist. Who wants to put words to that? Uh, yeah, I guess I can start. You know, I was actually just talking about this with a patient yesterday, how, you know, the first, you know, seven, eight, 10 years of my career you spent, you're so fixated on developing your dental skills. And as you kind of forge the clinician you want to be, and as the, the business becomes a more consuming part of the equation, it, uh, you realize all those skills are, it's kind of the easy part and this other stuff that you didn't go to school for and that you're figuring out on a daily basis yeah. uh, is, is a whole new bag of challenges. Yeah. 
would you, can I ask you, I want to ask you on this, Ashley, too, but what, if you were to, it's too cliche to say what keeps you up at night, but like what burns in your belly or what, what are some of the things that go through your mind when you're driving to work or you're thinking about the business that you ruminate on that you're like, this is a pain point for me? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think um, probably earlier and as in my administrative role, I, it would be bigger picture stuff. And as I've gotten maybe more secure or more confident, I've honed in more on just the little things and realize there's no magic bullet to, you know, suddenly take your practice to, you know, these millions of dollars projections that you hear people talk about. It's really just, uh, you know, I look over at that soundboard. It's just tweaking things on a daily <laughs> basis. Turn this knob a little bit here, yeah. turn this knob a little bit here. And uh, it, it's not as overwhelming for me, for the staff. It's just if we can just every day leave the office a little bit better than we left it. Um, and just it's usually just I live on my reminders app on my phone. I, I think I have 87 reminders currently. <laughs> um, so the stuff that keeps me up at night, I just I plug it in there and I wake up in the morning and, you know, talk to whoever I need to talk to. But just one little thing every day is uh, I, I found to be the most productive. Yeah, you're talking our language, playing with the dials right. just a little bit. So, Ashley, yeah. tell us your perspective on being an entrepreneur and a dentist. Yeah, I think uh, in dental school, they teach you, especially at Marquette, how to be a good clinician, right? And you get out of school and your first couple of years out, you're really, the wheels are turning, you're doing great with your skills and you're honing those in, trying to get faster and more efficient, but you don't know how to manage your staff, right? Mm -hmm. And you, um, and all the numbers and um, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, you don't learn that stuff in school. I mean, they dabble in a little bit, but you really don't get a whole lot of that in school. Um, and so I think the, the challenge, and I'm kind of at that point where I, I think after that five-year hump is when you kind of start to realize, okay, you have the skills. Now it's um, making sure that your staff is on the same page with those clinical or core values that we have talked about in this course and making sure you have your practice has the value that you want it to. And um, it's, it's what you want it to be. So yeah. I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And at this stage in your career, what what ruminates in your brain? What keeps you up at night? Yeah. What, what do you think about I most? think as dentists, we're all very type A people, and that's how we got to where we are. Um, and so kind of like Tim was saying, I have to-do lists all the time. My office, my girls will walk into my office and they'll make fun of me because I have post-it notes everywhere in my <laughs> office. Like I'm very old school in that way. So there's always something, right? And it's um, making sure your staff is happy. I think we're people pleasers as dentists too, um, to a fault. And so we want our staff to be happy and our patients to be happy. And if Feel like somebody isn't, I think that's what keeps us up at night too, you yeah. know, other than just the business part of it. Yeah. And let me ask you, there's nothing better than ripping off a post-it. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's the tactile yeah. feeling. Of you do you, do you yeah. crumble it up or oh, do you yeah. put it in you a shredder? Crumble it off yeah. and oh. throw it out, right? And, and Kirk, you always <laughs> but they mate and multiply and come back. Right. You, you always talk about something that I will do is like make a to-do list with a couple of things that I've already done. Yeah. <laughs> just you cross it up. Like oh, I already yeah. did that. I did that too. All right. I, I'm two of 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, dentistry is lonely. I say dentistry is yeah. lonely. Leadership yeah. is lonely. Yeah. And dentistry especially um, can be lonely because to, to your point that we didn't learn a lot of this in dental school. And, 
every dental school, probably in the world, but certainly in America, we get this advice. Just do great dentistry and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. And I think it's some of the worst advice I've ever gotten. <laughs> and it's true. Like you always want to do the best clinical dentistry. But there are, there are world quality, amazing clinical dentists out there that are running horribly failing practices Yeah, because they are just living by that, doing amazing clinical dentistry. Their patients don't know it. Their team doesn't know it. Their books are a mess and they don't, they have the bedside manner of a table and can't talk to someone. Yeah. And they're still doing great clinical dentistry, but that's only part of it. We right. have to do that. That's a, a minimal requirement, but there's so much more. Yeah. We've got to be good business people. We've got to be likable. We have to learn how to communicate with people and we've got to be good leaders. And it's hard sometimes because the world is sharing stories with us and there's information, competing information coming at us. Yeah. And we're reading different dental magazines and listening to different podcasts. And when we're there alone, we're thinking, gosh, I got to produce $3 million or I have, I, you know, everyone's got 15 hygienists or eight practice locations. I should right. do that too. And for some people that is the right path, but for some it's not. And that's the beauty of dentistry, but it's hard sometimes to wade through the noise and find your true one path that's, that's right for all of us and then go down that road. So I think that's the biggest challenge for, that I faced and all of us is like getting, getting to that hump where it's like, okay, I have this self-confidence. I've been around long enough. I see where I want to go and I'm going to kind of not, I'm going to put on earmuffs for some of this noise and I'm going to listen only to the advice and the people and the thing that share my core values and are going to get me closer to that, to that final goal. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that. So the noise, okay. This program was developed for people that are pretty close, relatively close to the graduation date per se, you know, in the last decade. Yeah. So can I ask how many years out since grad? Seven. I graduated in 2015. From Marquette. From Marquette. How many years out? 12. 12 years out. 18. 18. Okay. So with the noise in your path, let's, let's play a game here. One year from now, we're going to be sitting here. We're going to do a follow-up. What's different do you hope for your, like, what's your future look like? Or what do you hope it looks like one year from now? If I ask you this question, gosh, do you love your prayer? I love it. What's different? Good question. Um, I think I will be different. Um, as a, as a mm. dentist, as a leader, like um, Good answer. uh, a year from now I'll be, I'll be a better leader. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of this course in all honesty. Um, cause like I said, you don't learn how to be a leader in dental school. And, um, at, even when I came back from the first, uh, in-person course that we had, my staff noticed a change in me after the first course, which I thought was kind of bizarre, but they noticed it. Like I was more happy and uplifting. And, you know, we read the energy bus, that book, and I was full of energy. So I think being a better leader a year from now so that my staff can see it and that we're all more positive, go into the day excited about things um, is where I want to be in a year. And that'll in turn make me a better clinician too. I love your answer. Go a little bit further. Like what else does it mean for you to be a better leader? Yeah. um, I think uh, to be a better leader, to be more structured, um, to be somebody that my staff can go to and trust, um, to be um, able to manage my team um, in an effective way so that everybody's on the same page, I would say, um, and follows those, you know, core values um, that we've decided upon too. I love it. I have no doubt you're going to do that. So Tim, one year from now, same place, same time, cup of coffee. You love going to work. What's different? 
Yeah. Um, I th- first of all, I think that was a great answer, actually. Um, very introspective. Um, but at the same time, that's going to be what's most beneficial to your practice. But um, anyway, as far as my practice goes, um, you know, the first day, you know, we showed up and um, I thought it was really neat the way you had us all kind of, you asked a very similar question and what kind of what we were hoping to get out of the course. And, um, you know, of course we all want to grow and uh, build our practices, but, uh, and it's like, you, you think, where do I even start? And again, and just in the last few months, I've really, again, tried to hone in on a lot of that smaller stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I go back just to talking, uh, at lunch that day and everyone was hoping to add associates and, and I'm fortunate enough to have associates at both my offices, but, um, getting them to grow and getting their practice to grow and getting the patients to accept um, their, you know, I'm not even going to say treatment, just to develop the relationships that I have with my patients. And of course you can't expect that to develop in six months or a year because I've, I've had 12 years, but um, really getting my, I think getting my, watching my associates grow over the last year or two has been really what's the most rewarding to me, like, I'm not going to say I've hit a climax in my career by any means, but it's like, I kind of know who I am. I got my patients. They like me. Like, it's fine. Like I'm good on my own, but like the challenge, the biggest challenge I think I'm facing now is getting my patients. I'm like, these are good people. They're good dentists. Like, trust me. Like I brought them on for a reason. So, um, and at the same time, that's really what I find the most rewarding is not when I have a good day is when my, my entire staff, but especially watching my associates have a good day. Um, they're, they're newer grads. Uh, they've just been out of school a couple of years. Um, so watching them grow, watching them have success, honestly, is more rewarding for me at, the, at, uh, at this point. So proud of you. That's so awesome. You know, you've heard us say it on this. And to you guys, like, you're not really a leader until you develop other leaders yeah. that develop other leaders. They don't always have to be associates, but they can be team members. It's fun to yeah. watch that. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. What do, what do you want to say a year from now? I'm always looking for simplicity, clarity, yeah. um, you know, clear expectations, more margin in life. My wife is always pushing me to find more margin. We've, we've talked about the book margin and that, that's always a challenge is finding, yeah. you know, having margin in life for my kids, having margin in life for my team, having margin in life for me. Um, just, you know, having more simplicity and, and margin and being able to be better at the things that I need to be better at. I love it. How about you, Kirk? Uh, One year so from now. I'm 52. So everything has got to check you're two back, boxes. You're on the back nine. I'm like on the back nine. Thir- T box of 13, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, like to, I, think to, I like to think <laughs> 11. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, 11. Just, maybe 10. Just, ten, just made the turn here. Right. My, I've thought about this a lot in the last five years, but it's got to check two boxes, joy and time. Everything, every activity has got to bring me a little bit more time or a little bit more joy. I just, I refuse to do anything that doesn't bring me joy anymore. Now, let me just say this. Like there are things I just have to do. You got to do them. But for the most part, I would hope that 80% of my activities, like I love doing this. I get joy from doing this. A big part of why you're the CEO now is I hate what the stuff that you do, like he, he balances numbers and pennies and like all this stuff and organizes right long. I used to like, ugh. <laughs> and now I can just be me, but also too, like, I like to be around people that I enjoy, even in my personal life. Like I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. 
why not? I just don't enjoy that, you know? So maybe I'm turning in my father a little bit, but like (laughs) it's got to check those two boxes. Um, So it's good stuff. Now let me ask you guys this because a lot of people are listening to this. This is a conversation or a question I get all the time. Gosh, I'm an associate. I don't know. Should I own or should I just work for somebody else? Now I get it. Not every path is for ownership, but I'll say this about myself. I am virtually unemployable. I don't think I could work for another human being. I would get fired. If I came to work for you, Tim, you'd fire me in a day. You'd be like, it's a nice try. I just, I like my stuff the way I like it. I like the colors of my logo. I like the beverages we have in the cooler. Did I just bump them? (laughs) My hands are good. I like being myself. I like leading. And so that's for me, but I want to ask you guys. So if I'm a listener, I'm like a 32 year old dentist listening. I'm struggling with the whole, do I be an associate or do I own? Now I'm opinionated. I like, I think this country doesn't need more aid. It doesn't need more help. It needs more entrepreneurs. That's really, this industry doesn't need more aid. It needs more leaders. So I'll, I kind of led you with that, but I'd love to know your thoughts. Ashley? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think, though, some people either have it or they don't. Right, so unfortunately. right. So um, I think it's okay. There's a, there's a time and a place for, you know, having dentists who just want to be employees. But um, I would hope, you know, that we're not making that change in this country, as you were saying, where there aren't as many entrepreneurs and that most dentists do want to live that American dream of leading their own practice. It's difficult in the beginning, obviously. And I think that scares a lot of young dentists away is because financially, you know, they didn't get a lot of information in school on how to do those things. But I think, you know, going through the trenches in the beginning, you're going to reap the rewards later. Um, And so that's what I would probably say to somebody younger and out of school. Um, I worked the corporate life for a while, a couple of years out of school. And there, there are pros when you're just out of school, you know, because you can just focus on the dentistry, obviously. Right. But um, if you don't have the personality to be an employee, which I do not, um, <laughs> it's, it's tough to stay in that position for a long period of time. Right. So, but let me ask you to go back to this, Ashley. Yeah. So I'm listening to you. I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to be an owner. Yeah. It's talk to me about this path, like yeah. for the next five years. Like what, what, what can I prepare? Let me get my expectations correct before yeah. I buy this practice. Yeah. I think, you know, having somebody that you can rely on, like act, you know, for consulting is really important because I think a lot of people think that they have to go in it alone. Right. And I think that's what steers people away. So, um, talking to consulting agencies such as act, um, having other people kind of hold your hand through it. There are people in our, there is help. Yeah. And I think that's what steers a lot of young dentists away, actually. Yeah. They, don't, awesome. they think they're in it alone. Yeah. Tim, what's your thoughts, if I'm listening? Speaking of being in it alone, uh, I don't know if any of you have ever seen The Martian uh, with Matt Damon. Um, he gets yeah. stranded on Mars for 18 months. And um, he's there on a mission with five or six other people and there's a big storm and the spacecraft explodes and he gets stranded on Mars. Um, and then, you know... It, if you haven't seen the movie, sorry, I got to ruin it for you. But then he gets, ends up getting rescued. And at the end of the movie, the last scene of the movie, he's lecturing uh, potential astronauts. Like It's like the first day of astronaut school, I guess. And uh, he's like, any questions? And everyone raises their hand, of course. And he's like, you know, you know, one question I get all the time is, did I think I was going to die up there? And he says, absolutely. But you know what? You do the math. You go to work, you solve one problem and you solve another. 
and eventually you solve enough problems, you get to go home. And I, while it's a daunting uh, comparison, um, I, I think about that quote, honestly, almost on a daily basis, because as, as an entrepreneur, I think of, hey, if I solve one problem and then I solve another, I get to make a buck. And then if I solve a few more problems, I get to make another buck. And eventually you solve enough problems, you can make a living. And that's kind of how I feel. And, and I don't say that to scare people away from uh, ownership. I just, I, I've come to embrace it. And when you take that mentality, it makes it easier to fight through the suction pump that just keeps struggling. Right. Uh, if something breaks, can you fix it? it can, you're, there's just going to be an endless amount of problems that you can solve. And um, you just kind of got to look them in the face and smile and take them one at a time, write them on a post-it note and then start throwing them away. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. Oh, go home and watch it. And he grows potatoes. He does. You just got to grow enough potatoes. That's yeah. how you survive. Really? He grew potatoes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm watching it this weekend. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. What are your thoughts, Barry? I, I really like the Marsh. I'm thinking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I can own a practice, anyone can. And, and similar to what Tim just said, when I was young and going to buy my practice, I, scary as hell. But then you look around, you're like, okay, these are smart people, but I'm, I'm pretty smart too. If they can figure out, I can do. Just to your point, I love it. It's like, I don't know that, I'll figure it out. I don't know that, I'll figure it out. And in the end, you go to your practice, you do the best you can. I love your thing. One little thing a day, one improvement, one solution. You treat your team well, you treat your patients well, you do good dentistry, and then you never stop learning about business, about interpersonal communication, about just being an entrepreneur. And eventually, um, it feels slow at first, and then the flywheel starts moving. And then you're like, oh yeah, now when a problem comes up, you're you realize I've dealt with that before. Right. I know the answer to that. This gets a lot easier. And then the progress just comes faster and faster. Life gets better and better. It becomes more predictable. And the final result is you got can impact a ton of lives in a great way. I love it. I love it. Last and final question, because we got to get started here pretty soon. You guys are in the DEP program. Tell us what it's about. Tell us what you're doing. What's happened since you started? You know, Ashley, you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I joined the program from the beginning because I wanted to be a better leader. Um, and I wanted, kind of as you were saying, to have joy outside of work, too. I'm a mom. I'm working full time, you know, running my practice. And I wanted to be able to have both. You know, that's the American dream, to be a good parent, but also be a good um, clinician and entrepreneur. Um, and I feel like the, the DEP program has kind of helped me with that already. Um, because. I, one of our virtual sessions we had, I talked about that book, The Energy Bus that you guys brought up. And I know that wasn't a big part of the lecture, but for me it was. And that yeah. was a big takeaway for me. I bought every single one of my staff members the book and going through COVID when, you know, we were all kind of down in the dumps, patients were down. It was just a very rough time, not only in the business, but also, you know, emotionally, it was something that was uplifting. And now every day we tell each other, my staff members and I, get on the bus, you know, get on the energy bus. And so that's been very helpful to just put us in a different mindset throughout the day, especially post-COVID and everything that's been going on um, and has made me a better leader in turn. Also, you know, coming up with our core values and we talk about those, our, our morning huddles are more effective. So really just streamlining things to make sure that we're all on the same page, I think has helped me with. Um, the virtual sessions have been great too. 
especially again as a working mom, because sometimes my face isn't always on the camera, but that's because I have two little ones kind of running around around me, but that it's, I can still come in and listen. And so um, there's something for everyone, somebody just out of school, somebody, you know, like Tim, who's 12 years out. I think we have some older dentists who've been out even longer, but um, I think it's beneficial for everyone. And there's some takeaway from it for everybody. Yeah. I think she just called you old. Too. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. Like, once I hit 35, if you're old, I'm really old. twins, like, I am old as dirt. But so. there's somebody, that, I think there's somebody that's been out like 30 years in our course, yes. right? Yeah. So, like, right. There's, there's somebody two years out. I'm seven, you're 12. Like, there's sure. something for everybody. Yeah, so, I love yeah. it. I love it. Tim, what are you experiencing? Yeah, you know, when we started, it's like, you know, you show up first day and I think I was a little bit more of the mentality where it's like, okay, what's the magic formula? How, how do we run a dental business? And I feel like my mentality has really shifted. Um, there's no magic formula for any one of us, but what the DEP has done is exposed us to, and, and it's certainly, well, the, the, the content has been great. You're certainly not going to cover everything in, you know, nine or 10 meetings, but it's like, here's kind of a blanket overview of all the areas that you need, some of the major areas that you need to focus on as a practice owner. And some it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing that pretty good, but certainly the goal is to work on your weaknesses and grow your practice and just taking the mentality that there isn't a magic formula, but if we can keep working on our weaknesses and enhancing our strengths, I mean, that's, that's the game. That's awesome. I'll just say that I'm so happy to hear what two just said because that's kind of the vision and we are lifelong learners and so you know this program isn't going to be done at the end of the year we're going to do it again and guess what we're going to cover a lot of same stuff but we're going to go deeper we're constantly bringing in new tools and developing so we're constantly bringing in and, and the whole message is to your point like being an entrepreneur never stops yeah. learning never stops being a good leader never stops and it's you know you always talk about you climb the mountain, you get to a little plateau and you stop for a while and then you keep climbing and there's no top to the mountain. Um, and so that's exactly what we're going to do. But before we close, I have questions for you. Oh, no. So, Ashley, you oh, said Lord. seven years, yep. 12, 18. <laughs> How many years have you been in dentistry doing, doing coaching? Uh, it's, this is uh, 27, 20, no, 28. So, if I'm so mid to 20, upper, yeah. yeah, 27, 28. Like a long time. That's yeah, good. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've <laughs> fortunate to work with you and I see you a lot. And I, I see when you come before a lecture like this, where we're going to put Dennis in the room, yeah. you got a little pep in your step. Oh, you're yeah, happy. I love it. So tell me, tell me why you're excited today. Like what about today putting Dennis in this room has got you, got your blood pumping? Well, okay. So number one, just so you guys know, I always wanted to be a school teacher. That was my dream. I really believed as a kid, I would have been a great FIED teacher or I don't know if I would have been a good math teacher. Probably not. <laughs> but like a good- More like art. I, I always or... dreamed of a day where I'd have my kids come back and they'd be like in college or they'd be young adults. I mean, I'm so proud of you. Look at you. And I'd be out on the football field, you know, um, but that didn't work out for me. Actually, I did have one perfect season as a football coach in fifth grade. We were 0 and 8. So, um, so that path didn't lend itself to a good, you know, but, uh, I got involved in dental coaching and I loved it. I loved how all this works. Now, a, a couple things, this, this industry is a very noble industry. I feel very blessed. I talk to friends that are in other industries and they're like, oh, the industry's terrible. I'm like, mine isn't like dentistry's a good, it's good people. 
you know, and it's a growing industry. It's a $350 billion industry that will eventually be a $700 billion industry. There's no stopping dentistry. Our industry won't be disrupted. You'll never see a day where you're like, wow, patients just aren't coming in anymore. You know, so it's a very strong, stable, um, and it's red, it's led by the right values and it's under attack and it's always been under attack. I mean, when I got in 27 years ago, people would say, well, you know, fee-for-service dentistry will disappear. People will only be in HMOs. And actually before our time, they said dentists were going to disappear because of fluoride and the nation's sugar consumption went up 700% at the same time. So I love the idea of teaching and we have a small training center and the vision is just one thing. We would just want to grow leaders that grow other leaders that grow other leaders. You know, I want to be the old guy at 65 walking around and then Ashley, you've got like two of your younger dentists. You go, I got her in here. I brought him in here. I want them to be better leaders. And for me, that leaves, it goes back to Bill Robbins. Bill Robbins at a Seattle study club meeting, we were having a bourbon. It was super late at night. He goes, Kirk, never forget our mission. I'm like what? We got to leave the campfire in better condition than we found it. I'm like, I love you, man. And I think about him all the time and I want to leave this profession in a better place than we found it. Um, and just, you know, it's fun to watch these leaders, you know, grow. And I love the stories. My, the stories are my favorite. You know, people are like, I changed my hours, you know? Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. I love going to work. And so I love, I do this for the stories. And so to today, you know, I, and I, I told you this morning when you came in, I'm a CE junkie, so I could sit in these rooms all day long talking about anything. Um, but it's fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. But thank you guys for being on. Yeah, thank you. Our yeah. Thank you. And if you guys are listening and you're interested in the DEP, check it out. There'll be links to it below in the podcast. And uh, until we see you next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Thank All you. All right. Thank you. thank you, guys. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.